Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about nosebleeds. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash nosebleeds or in the ear, nose and throat section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Nosebleeds are also known as epistaxis. Bleeding usually originates from Kieselbach's plexus, which is located in Little's area on the inside of the nose. This is an area of the nasal mucosa at the front of the nasal cavity that contains a lot of blood vessels. When the mucosa is disrupted and the blood vessels are exposed, they can become more prone to bleeding. A tom tip for you, Little's area which is the area most affected by little fingers picking noses, is a popular exam topic. It's worth remembering little's area as examiners like to ask what is the most likely location of the bleeding. Let's talk about the presentation. Nosebleeds are common in young children and older adults. They can be triggered by nose picking, colds or viral upper respiratory tract infections, sinusitis, vigorous nose blowing, trauma to the nose, changes in the weather, coagulation disorders, for example thrombocytopenia, which is a low platelet count, or von Willebrand disease, anticoagulant medications, which may be found in older people, for example aspirin, direct-acting anticoagulants or DOAX, or warfarin, people who snort cocaine, and tumours inside the nose, for example squamous cell carcinoma. Patients may present reporting that they vomited up blood when in fact they've swallowed blood during a nosebleed. Usually the bleeding is unilateral from only one nostril. Bleeding from both nostrils may indicate bleeding posteriorly in the nose and posterior bleeding presents a higher risk of aspiration of the blood, taking the blood down into the lungs. Let's talk about management of nosebleeds. Nosebleeds will usually resolve without needing any medical assistance. Recurrent or significant nosebleeds might require further investigation to look for the underlying cause, for example thrombocytopenia or a low platelet count or clotting disorders. You may have to advise patients on how to manage a nosebleed in an OSCE scenario or in an exam. The way to manage a nosebleed is to sit up and tilt the head forward so that the blood runs forward rather than backwards into the throat and towards the airway. Squeeze the soft part of the nostrils together for 10 to 15 minutes. And if any blood enters the mouth, spit it out rather than swallowing it. Patients may require a trip to hospital or admission if the nose bleeding does not stop after 10 to 15 minutes, the nose bleed is severe with lots of bleeding, there's bleeding from both nostrils, or the patient is hemodynamically unstable. Treatment options in this case are nasal packing using nasal tampons or inflatable packs, and nasal cautery using silver nitrate sticks. After treating an acute nosebleed, once the bleeding is stopped, consider prescribing naseptin nasal cream, which contains chlorhexidine and neomycin, which is an antibiotic. And this can be used four times daily for 10 days in order to reduce any crusting, inflammation and infection inside the nostrils. Naseptin cream is contraindicated in peanut or soya allergy, which is worth remembering. 
So thanks for listening to this episode on Nosebleeds. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about sinusitis.